I love you more than anything. I just forget you exist. Right. There are people that can pull that off. Yeah, it sounds I, like a riot. I am not one of those people. I just um, broke it off with a nemesis. Lance Bass was the one member of NSYNC uh, that, I, that I really did like. Being intolerant of lactose, that's not very liberal no. of you. No. Being tampons and band-aids and yep. Benadryl. I, I knew this question was coming and I still don't have a great answer. I feel happier around you. Do you, do you want to be happy together some more? You want more advice? Dole it out gladly. You want bad advice? Man, I'll give it out gladly. I got some good advice for you. No, you don't. What's up, everybody? This is uh, Professor Chesco, the speech prop, and this is Bad Advice Wednesdays, the show where myself and a guest will uh, attempt to, to ruin your life. I used to say, by the way, that we will attempt not to ruin your life, but that's not true. Right? We are we are purposefully giving bad advice on this show, and and that's your warning, right? So if I so just don't listen to us. The second part of the show, uh, and maybe the first half too. We'll see how this goes. Uh, and 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 that is that is fair warning. I, think I don't need to keep on saying that over and over anymore. Um, but the first half, before we get to ruining your life, I think it's important to get to know the person who will be doing the ruining alongside me. Uh, today's guest is Ben Silbert, and Ben. The interesting thing about Ben for me, uh, for a lot of people who don't know this, and I don't even know if Ben knows this, is he is one of the reasons I'm still making content uh, right now. I. I was not, uh, you know, the ADHD thing. I, I, I tend to, you know, move on, especially if things are, are not getting it. I'm not getting the dopamine fix. I'm not getting the, the, the same enjoyment out of something. And I, when I was still a pretty small creator, um, Ben created a discord, uh, and, uh, and, and invited me into it with all these other amazing people that I had not even seen or interacted with very much online. And all of a sudden now this, this thing that was just me speaking to a camera by myself in my room all of a sudden became a social activity right and i got to all all of a sudden meet these wonderful people like ben who at the time i still barely knew um we just knew that we enjoyed each other's content and uh and all of a sudden now there was this new uh level of, of creating content where i was like oh my gosh there's there's i'm getting to meet these awesome amazing people around the country that i likely never would have been able to meet and that is what kind of motivated me to keep on making content so I could keep on meeting these awesome people. Um, and, and speaking of, so before I, you know, I could talk about th this for a while, we probably will talk about this together in a second, but before I get too um, off topic, uh, I, I'd like, I always have every single one of my guests, uh, give them a chance to introduce themselves and, and just to tell my followers that if they were to come onto your TikTok page, what, what would they see? What, what should they be expecting? Yeah, so I, I knew this question was coming and I still don't have a great answer. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's like two questions, right? It's like, mm -hmm. what kind of content do you make and why do people follow your content yeah. at all? Um, just like everyone in our friend base, I'm wicked ADHD. My content doesn't necessarily have a through line. It's just whatever my fixation is, whatever my mood is, whatever's going on in the news. But I think that the reason people stick around is they like the way that I process, like it doesn't matter whether I'm doing a linguistics video, a science video, a politics video. I think that the way that I digest information and the way I speak really quickly, um, I think that's what gets to people. I've always in my personal life, like something goes on in the news, people come to me, Ben, like what, what does this mean? 
I feel like a fraud 90% of the time because I'm like, I'm not doing, I'm not doing anything new here. But like, if you can only learn something from me, far be it from me to, to stop you. Well, and, and that's, I think one of the reasons why I think we, we connected so well early on is because I have the exact same problem when somebody asked me that, that question, like, what, is, oh, what's your niche? What's your, what's your page about? And I'm like, it depends yeah. on what day of the week it is. Depends on what I'm reading that day. It depends on what. I happen to see in the news that day. It depends on yep. what somebody asked me in my comment section, right? That we, we kind of, that, that's the beauty, I think, of, of pages that are, are similar to ours is that um, you, it's hard to explain to someone that doesn't, has never seen your content that people follow yeah. us because they like the way we process information, right? Because mm-hmm. what does that mean, right? And, and it's, and, and I don't think you really do understand it until you follow and you're like, oh, okay, that's, I get it. I, I enjoy he, even if we don't, they don't agree because I have plenty of people that don't agree with yeah. you know a lot of stuff that I say, but they enjoy seeing the way that that I work through things. And I think because of the fact that you or I don't script stuff, they're literally seeing the raw version of yeah. us interpreting and and making sense of of these different other videos, responding or or news events uh, in that in that moment. And and I, I agree that's one of the reasons why I enjoy following you because we have a pretty similar viewpoints on the world but we're not the same person right we, we definitely still process things differently yeah i feel like you and i are almost two sides of the same coin <laughs> you're much your brand is that you're nice my brand is <laughs> it's not that i'm mean but like i have no problem like taking really hard stands <laughs> saying things that are likely to get me uh violations and, right. and stuff but it's like we come from the same place <laughs> and you you come in with like a compassionate understanding even like when you're being harsh like very just matter of fact blunt um and i don't do that but our <laughs> our ideas and stuff and it's amazing like some one of the things that's so great about this discord and, and having a bunch of friends on tiktok is that we riff on each other like there are so much of my content has literally been like inspired by a video you made and it's like oh i want to say something about this mm-hmm. or like we both come to the same thing um, the same stupid video that popped up in our feed, the same jerk or whatever. And it's cool to see how much like we have in common, but then also how different it all gets. Is it- um, I think a lot of people don't know this about me uh, because my content and everything I do is all over the place, but I actually have a background in education that I, I don't particularly even care about. It- but um, in my master's program, I was like, what do I want to research for my master's thesis and, and all this stuff? And I settled on um, positive online communities, which I had noticed at the time there were some Facebook groups that were like really just the only good places that I'd ever been on the internet, which mm. is strange because of, you know, Facebook. Right. Facebook is um, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I came up with this theory that specificity mm. is the single greatest predictor of how positively people perceive being in a group. And it's kind of hard to study this sometimes because it's like, it's how do you feel? There's, there's no metric of like this is a positive group or not this is an active group or not but while i was doing that i looked back at my entire life and i was like oh this has always been so important to me and i didn't realize like the friends that i made on myspace when i was a depressed teenager in a shitty hometown the the friends i made on live journal or the games that i played online i've always just been so connected to online uh 
culture because mm-hmm. it's like it's hard to find somebody in the real world that that, that I can vibe with. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not everybody's cup of tea. Can I, can I, the interesting yeah. thing about that you mentioned Live Journal before I forget because I know my brain will jump somewhere else. If you talk, but the I I've, I was thinking about it a lot and Live Journal for me has been the closest direct comparison to my experience on TikTok as a creator. Right where I I was I was so and it wasn't you know I, I was not you know famous or anything on there I didn't have like hundreds of thousands of followers but you know even if it was just a few hundred people that were reading my thoughts and my kind of unfiltered perspective and then getting to connect with other people that had that same perspective and you're right and that that, that specificity that something like Live Journal or TikTok allowed for in very different ways um, ended up with that same kind of thing where I felt like I had a community. Uh, and I remember when Live Journal went away, it, it really did feel like I lost this huge part of me. And it's, it seems so silly to say, um, but but when you think about it from a community perspective, it absolutely makes sense, right? Because it was a loss, right? It was, and, and a lot of those people ended up becoming Facebook friends, but there's still a huge chunk of people that I, I considered my close online friends, right? That we we were, you know, we're, we're journaling and sharing these these utmost private personal feelings about the world with each other that just disappeared when when that went away yeah that's how i feel about like tumblr and the interesting thing is that you don't have to only talk about the thing that brings you together the fact that you have something that brings you together makes everything easier i mean you you know this i'm autistic adhd Mm -hmm. i sometimes have a lot of trouble connecting with people it's really exhausting to explain what my life means, like how I communicate, what being friends with me is going to look like. Um, It's exhausting to like have to constantly repeat that. But then if I don't do that, then there's a chance that like a new friend or something gets up, gets me on a bad day and they get scared off. So the fact that I could meet these people on Tumblr and TikTok and it's like, you get it. Like, I don't have to set the expectation. I had a a friend who lives in New York City. We met on TikTok, but we had, uh, we had friends in common. I think we were bound to run into each other eventually. Um, but we were supposed to meet up and, and write poetry together and on a typewriter in a cafe in Brooklyn. Very, very us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they sent me a voice note and they were like, Hey, heads up. Like, I'll definitely still meet you tonight. But, um, I just had like a really weird day. I'm like kind of in a weird headspace. So like, if, if things are weird, like that's not you, this was the first time we were ever going to meet in person. <laughs> and I sent back a, a note and I was like, go home. What are you talking about? Like rest. Right. And the relief that I heard in their voice when they got back because we like end up forcing ourselves into uncomfortable situations to try to accommodate other people and the fact that I don't have to set that uh the the fact that I don't have to set that expectation or that we have a shared vocabulary I don't have to explain what executive function is to somebody who never had to learn what executive function is uh because they have executive function right and it's just so much easier lets us hit the ground running and we have a shared, just like a baseline. And I, I think that it makes sense why so many of us, especially in the ADHD community, come together. Um, because I think so much of our life has been spent thinking this is just this weird, quote unquote, negative thing about me. Yes. Like it's, a, it's my, oh, this is my personality. I know I'm working on it. Um, but really, we didn't realize, oh, that, that's just literally us. Right. And we shouldn't have to change something that is literally literally core to our identity just because it makes other people uncomfortable right to, to an extent right? Yeah. There, there are obviously there are situations where that would necessarily 
um, change, right? But 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 when it comes down to just literally, oh, the way I process information makes you makes you uncomfortable because I uh, tend to I, I talk a lot, or I will I will feel free uh, open with my trauma <laughs> if they're just meeting you, right? That that is not something I should necessarily be ashamed of, but it is something that we've been taught to do that. And so meeting other people that do the exact same thing, it just it it feels so. I don't even have a word for it, but it's just, it just, it's freeing, I guess, to know that this thing that we have felt this, this unspoken, sometimes spoken, but really this unspoken internal shame about is actually something that other people, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of other people are literally experiencing day to day. And we had no idea. Yeah. It's like, if you have a mystery sickness mm-hmm. and you find out what it is, the relief, even if it's something terrible or even not that, like, um, when I got my diagnoses for ADHD and autism, it, like there's no there's no treatment for mm-hmm. autism, right? Like there's no medication I can take. It didn't functionally change anything in my life, mm-hmm. except that it changed everything. Right. Just having a word for it, having something that I could point to, and like looking back at my entire life and be like, oh yeah, aha moment. Like why didn't anybody see this sooner? Yeah. Um, it's great. And, you know, there's no excuse for being a jerk or an asshole, even if you're like right. mentally ill. Absolutely. But there's also like a balance that you find with with friends. One of my biggest issues over my life um, is that I try to set really explicit like expectations of like, this is what my brain does. And like, if I'm having a bad day, if I don't respond or whatever. Um, but I know that like it would hard to it would be hard to see me on TikTok and be like, yeah, that dude doesn't have right. ADHD and <laughs> autism. But like in my life, people, I'm I'm one of those people that people are like, oh, you're not that autistic. You're not that ADHD. Mm-hmm. So they'll forget. Mm-hmm. And so like something will happen. I, I think like people always say that though, also because they don't realize that they will only met our, this is us at our, our masking best, right? That, that yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, you, I may not appear that way because I have spent years perfecting, uh, making you comfortable with the things right. that are, are really hard for me. Right. And I said mm-hmm. this in the beginning. I said, mm-hmm. like, look, I, I want to be friends with you. I'm being very intentional mm-hmm. with my relationships and my communication. And they're like, great, got it. And then like a year later, it's like, oh, I thought we were best friends. Something happens and we're not because mm-hmm. I just never had a bad day on the day I was talking to you. Mm-hmm. And you, even though you said you understand, you didn't internalize it. Mm-hmm. It's it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but that's also why it's so freeing to like have these people. It's also... I have to be very upfront because like it is really easy to be friends with me when you want something like when I'm in my manic highs, it's like, oh, we're going to break onto the roof of the college or we're going to go to the abandoned highway or we're going to go to that weird museum or Ben's going to talk us into the backstage at this concert or whatever. Super easy to be friends with me on those days. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, what about the days where I don't have I don't have the, the energy to respond or like how many times I've had tickets to shows and just didn't go. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to go to something this week that was like so important to me and I just couldn't do it. Right. Tickets. I like wanted to more than anything. Just can't do it. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, bar and girl fans. It's Jim with Madhouse bar talk where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. 
anywhere where you stream podcasts. Just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby. Right. And, and I think part of that is too, it's, it's, I think in, in learning more about myself and, and I'm sure for you, like in setting those expectations, right. I, I think it's important in the sense that we're not, I'm not, when I, like when I meet someone new or I, I start developing a closer friendship with somebody, it's not me saying, Hey, you have to deal with this. It's me saying this, this is something I know about myself. I want, I want you to know that if, if you decide to keep, developing this and kind of keep getting closer to me this is not this is not going to change like i'm i'm always going to forget to text you right and yeah, and, exactly. I, and if you're going to be offended by that i i i feel i do feel bad that you're offended by that but right. it's not it's not personal and i need you to know that that i am also feeling terrible about not texting you back or i am also feeling yeah. terrible about not having the you know, with the, not having the spoons to to go out to this concert or to go to this club or to go to this comedy or whatever it is. Right. I, I need you to know yeah. that, that it's not, it, 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 I never, you're beautiful, right? Everything about you is wonderful. Yes. And I want to spend time with you, but don't take my, my things as a reflection on, on me not liking you or wanting to be with you. I love you more than anything. I just forget you exist. Right. Like, Which is such and, a, you know, like, it's such a weird concept for people to 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 grasp that don't have a brain that kind of functions that way. I mean, they play peek, peekaboo with babies, mm-hmm. like it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Or like, I'll get a text, and like, I, you know, I take sleeping medications because even with them, I'm I'm not good at sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I'll like, I'll wake up or whatever, and I'll see a text, and I'll be like leery, right? And then I'll like, I won't respond in that moment, and but then the notification is gone. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, I'm like, why didn't like why didn't somebody ever text me back or whatever? Oh, it's it's right there. Right. Um. Before we get into like the bad advice, I, I will say the the two sort of pieces of good advice that I've come to in dealing with this. Uh, the first one is in communication style. I had a really bad breakup, you know, uh, 12 years ago or whatever. And I was like, how did this break down? Um, and I said, okay, good communication is three things. It is honest, it is open, and it is relevant. Like everybody understands intuitively the honest and open. Honest, the thing you're saying has to be true. Open, it has to be, you know, meaningful. Like you can say, oh, the sky is blue. Great. That's not the same as saying like you hurt my feelings, but relevant is the thing we don't talk about. It has to be when it matters. My my deepest fear and insecurity is that I'm going to say something that offends somebody or hurts them. And if they don't let me know, I will go to the ends of the earth to fix it if I know, but I'm chemically incapable sometimes of, of knowing it. And so if you are like, oh, Ben's just being a jerk, like he knows what he did, then you've internalized it. You let it fester. <laughs> you have to do it when it's relevant, not six months later or whatever. Um, and so just being like really intentional is the other thing. Well, one of my best friends, I literally, we had like a bunch of friends in common, but we weren't that close. And I literally said to her one day, I was like, hey, do you want to become better friends? And she was like, sure. Like, like toddlers do that. It's so hard to right. make friends as an adult. But I just said like, hey, like, let's become better friends. And we just like literally set the expectation every day. I'm going to send you a song and like write a little bit about what it means to me. And you're going to send me one. And then pretty quick that turned into just like, oh, I heard this new song. I think you'll like it turned into memes on every different platform or whatever. It's great. Like, like we have this aversion to just saying things mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, 
we could just work on this. Like, what if right. we became better friends? Do you want to be the friend I go to the movies? That, that's like the, I think I've talked, I think even other guests about how hard it is to make friends as an adult. Uh, and I think that that kind of comes, it quantifies ADHD or not, right? Autistic or not. It, it's the, this idea that we are socialized to say that we can't just go up to somebody and say, hey, I really enjoy being around you. Do you, do you want to go to a movie without it having yeah, some ulterior motive, right? Without right. it having some sort of hidden hidden agenda uh, in there. It's just no. You you. I feel happier around you. Do you do you want to be happy together some more? And that's it. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's it. But I, it's so it, we can't. And kids do say that. That's a perfect example of like the ways that neurotypical culture is bad for everybody mm -hmm. because like we see why that's an issue and and we intuitively don't like it mm -hmm. but like that's one of those things it's like like the patriarchy holds back all men even when it's not actively crushing an individual like it is crushing women right the way that we've set up society is like so ultra neurotypical mm -hmm. like it, it's weird to just say that to somebody and it shouldn't be i could honestly keep talking to you about another oh, yeah. <laughs> hour about this i feel like we just started talking but this is obviously bad advice wednesdays and uh, we heard a little bit of good advice from you. So, right, people are off the bat. We're already at at a uh, at a and it started at a, a positive note. Right, we're already we're already behind schedule here. Um, and so these are for those of you that might be joining in for the first time. These are questions submitted by my followers with no context, uh, and they with the expectation that we are not going to get good advice. Occasionally, some good advice does slip in here and there because we're like, no, I just I need that throw this on there but for the most part our goal is it. to give bad advice and if you follow our instructions that's on you we're not perfectly imperfect if mm -hmm. we accidentally give you some good advice please um don't hold it against us question number one i want to be the best in the world at something any suggestions yeah um so i have this like compulsive need to feel special okay i think it's an adhd thing so i, I think about stuff like this all the time the trick is you suck like there's a you're, there's a bell curve and you are either in the middle or you're on the wrong side of it's statistically mm -hmm. so if you want to become the best in the world at something oh ten thousand hours get out of here malcolm gladwell nobody has time <laughs> for that you need to pick something that no one else is doing mm -hmm. it's easy to be the best person in the world at something random just like Oh, uh, what what's your favorite goblin themed metal band? Oh, <laughs> guess what? Like I started a goblin themed metal band because no one else did it. Now there are some of those. There's like four or five at least. But you just got to pick something. You so, so go go toward where there's like very little competition. Uh, or, or what? They don't say best in the world for a long period of time, too. It could uh, just be yeah, maybe they find it, something. But, very you know go, taking your at something very specific that's also very brand new so you're searching yeah. for stuff like 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 that that is just coming out think, something that nobody has heard of and then you throw every second of your life toward becoming the best at that thing yeah, maybe for for an instant for a minute maybe you'll be the best at that thing oh i i just you know we all just got on threads mm -hmm. uh, but i got on there before like a hank green or a neil gaiman like these these like internet celebrities mm -hmm. i was like oh I am 
more famous on threads sure. than uh than hank green right it now. is it have you, short-lived you know it's so funny that you say that i've literally done that before where there will be a platform where a celebrity has not joined yet for whatever reason yep. and i'll see or or they they have their name but they haven't posted anything so they only have like a hundred followers or something like that and for some reason that brings me so much joy <laughs> knowing that the- i i am more famous to you on whatever this uh, like threads for instance or, or whatever this right. random app that there's nobody using is on but for today on blue sky when it was invite yeah. only i had more oh. followers than taylor swift or oh, nobody wanted to invite taylor swift the, the other option i don't i don't want to keep laboring now i'm my mind is stuck on this because i'm like could i be the best because my my whole thing and i've finally come to terms with it in my 40s is that i've never in my life because I, I I surround myself with these amazingly talented people. I, I just always yes. enjoy, and I see them become the best. My my best friend in the world was literally the the best speaker in in Terrible. speech and debate in the right, right. In, the, in the I guess I say in the country, but but we're in in in, uh, in America, and that was so impressive to see. I never got anywhere close to that. Right? I'd see I'd, I see all these friends doing these amazing singers, poets, musicians doing all these. So things where they are literally in the upper echelons, and I've never been that way. Uh, and I, and it, it it's it's okay to not be yeah. the best. And that's all. That's such a hard. It was such a hard thing for me to come to terms with. It's okay to just be to just enjoy life. <laughs> all right, let's go to let's go let's let's hyper focus on another question. Um, question next. Question next. I'm going to a grown up from. How should I dress? Okay, this is this is easy. Yeah. Uh, Back in Connecticut, where I'm from, one of the the great bastions of ska, we would have ska prom, right? And what people would do is make a tux out of duct tape. I I remember seeing this. It's it's perfect because, um, first of all, it means that maybe you're the best person in the world at it. You could jump back into the last question. (laughs) Oh, how many people can make this? But... um, you get sweaty at, 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 at a dance at prom, especially in like the world of global warming. <laughs> and yes, making a suit out of a waterproof material like duct tape will make you sweat more, but it will also stop all of your sweat from getting to someone else. If I could offer a um, uh, another suggestion in case you were not, because I am also horrible at crafts, I would like to suggest my literal two prom uh, tuxedos that I wore because uh, they are comically late 90s uh, and, and I'm, I will put for the uh, people listening to this in audio I will post this on Instagram uh, for you to see but so my my junior prom I wore a, a, a zoot suit with a giant chain which don't get me wrong there are people that can pull that off yeah it sounds I, like a riot I am not one of those people and I also at the time had uh had bleached blonde, uh, fully bleached blonde, uh, spiky hair. Um, mm-hmm. And the combination of those two things with the hat uh, and the scarf and all that went into it was was just, it was not, so if you have any similarities to me, it would not be the type of thing you could wear without people thinking you're doing it ironically. Oh. There was no irony there. But that was just- Chesco, I, when I tell you, I will also send you pictures to post on your okay. Instagram with this. When I tell you that, for junior prom, mm-hmm. I wore a Renaissance fair costume. Beautiful. Uh, and for senior prom, I wore the most ill-fitting suit 
but it had been on Miami Vice. It, it came from the, okay. the costume department at Miami Vice, which doesn't matter to me <laughs> at all. I think I didn't. I only knew the name, right. but it was. But it's it felt impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it's something. I mean, it's yeah. been a lot longer than I'd like to admit. And I still talk about it. Well, my other my other problem just to get was um, I don't even know if I have pictures of it. I have, I, have, I will have to search for this one. I know I have the other one. Um, do you remember at the end of Men in Black, um, the well, the I don't know what it's called, the suit that Will Smith wore when he was officially one of the Men in Black. <laughs> Seeing it on other people, it never clicked in my head. That just because something, and that's, I want to be very, I'm not mocking any of these styles, right? They, they, they can look good in the right situation with the right person. I've seen it happen. There was a reason I wanted to wear those outfits. Uh, It's just, I I, had no sense of self-awareness of of, to what actually would look good on, on, on me. me. Yeah. (laughs) I I think we, I think we get some, uh, so any of our prom outfits or the duct tape uh, outfit, I think would, what is good. That's, I think we got the, we're set. Uh, listeners, if you wore something completely ridiculous to prom, mm. please send us. I would. Lo- I would love to see it. Please tag guys. We'll make a video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I, I will do that. I'll, I'll make a. I'll make a, a reel or TikTok on it uh, and showing uh, showcasing the awkward prom uh, photos of, of my followers. That'd be great. Or bar mitzvah. Or bar anything. I think anything where you were dressing up nicely is great. Question thrice. I'm going on my first date. Can you tell me your worst date ever to help ease my fears? This isn't really a bad advice. I think this is actual genuine good quite I think we can I think we can bend the rules right here uh and and uh, give actual okay. real life uh if you're if you're comfortable sharing uh story yeah. that we've gone through. It's like we're giving an example of bad, bad advice, advice happening, not necessarily <laughs> giving it ourselves. Right. Um yeah, I mean, here's the thing. There have been a lot of people who have been on bad dates with me. Uh, <laughs> and I have been on some bad dates. They're not always exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, one time I, I went, I just moved to New York and I went all the way down to Brooklyn to meet up with this girl who was like super late, uh, just kind of spaced out the entire time. I was like, we have no chemistry. I can't wait to finish this round of drinks so we can go. She orders another round and I was like, oh, okay, maybe, like, maybe we're vibing and I just can't tell. And she goes on to tell me, uh, she was like, oh, you like Gilmore Girls, right? And famously, I love Gilmore Girls. I proved that it takes place in my hometown mathematically. She was like, who's your favorite of Rory's boyfriends? It's a very complicated question. But she said, mine is D. And I was like, this is, you are, there's never been a red flag bigger (laughs) than this. And the only time I, I ever had something like maybe weirder or worse is, um, one time I was asked out by a comedian who's like not the least famous comedian. She's really wonderful. We're, we're still kind of in contact. Um, but she was like, oh, like, I definitely want to see you this week. But I'm doing a show at this bar. You don't you don't invite someone to a show as a date because they can't spend that time with you. Good point. Right? Like they're on stage like, oh, I'm on a date with myself watching mm-hmm. this. Uh, and it was a weird crowd. Her set didn't go that great. And so it was just like very strange, very strange energy. So you don't want to put, you don't want to put too much of the vibe in the hands of something that isn't one of the two of you Mm. for a date. That is good advice. Although you can't necessarily, uh, prevent it. 
So uh, I'll, I'll share, I've already, I made a video about it a, this a while back, so this is available online, but as we know, that it, that gets shown to 0.0001% of the people that actually follow us on these platforms. So um, my worst first date was, uh, I, 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 actually, I, I didn't, I went on a lot of first dates and that sounds really bad, um, but I kind of was always just like, I was very clear to me when I went on a date that it was not going to to be like a romantic i was really good at making that's friends. fine yeah and, and it's and i and i've learned it that once again it's a movie i've gotten older uh that it, that it was okay that it like i, oh, I was yeah. like oh we make great friends yeah. this is worth there's no chemistry and and i think i probably could have let some of them marinate and maybe they would have turned into something but as a yeah. result i have a i'm i'm literally friends with every single person i've ever gone on a date with um and I've I've no bad uh, no real bad experience, yeah. but I did have a bad first date, so I, I can <laughs> only share the the story of uh, of the date. And so we uh, we uh, went to the most extravagant uh, place you could go, which is the Rainforest Cafe uh, at Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. And I, I'm assuming I wow. know that was a national chain at one point, but you know there were storms that would go off during dinner. Uh, and it yeah. was it was like a whole jungle theme with animals. Yeah, I worked in a mall. Okay, so, yeah, so you I, know. I know. Uh, and so uh, so we go to this extra, and it was by the way way more expensive than I could afford. It was, of course, especially for a uh, a forest jungle themed restaurant. We sit down, and she orders uh, sea- seafood. Um, and right. as it turns out, she was allergic to shellfish. Uh, oh. And as she's eating it. She's she's like she's she's like oh I n- I normally don't ever get this because I'm allergic and I didn't I was young this is I was nineteen twenty at this point and I had no idea even what I was like oh maybe it just means that tomorrow she'll feel a little icky I didn't know how serious yeah. a shellfish allergy um could possibly be she finishes the meal and we go for a walk on uh on the pier and uh it's it's a, it's, it's very romantic with the sounds of seals uh, barking in the background. Yeah. Uh, but we were going to go get some ice cream. And as we're walking, she's she's looking. She gets very quiet, like almost just, just at the drop of a touch. All of a sudden, just extremely quiet and looking worried. And I'm like, what's the matter? And she's like, oh, I'm 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 worried I'm having a really bad reaction to that shellfish. And in my mind, I'm like, what is it? I, I didn't know what was even happening at this right. point. I thought you were joking. Yeah, yeah, I, like, I, what? And, and so I was like, oh, okay. Do, do you want to? can should we we can go like it's okay and she's like no no do you have an epi pen right right with... and she's like no no I'm, I'm fine i think i'll be fine and it, but i'm like she she's like starting to break out in hives uh and i'm like oh we we need we th- let's go let's so we go back to my car and i had i always my mom was very important that she, she always said i should have like an emergency pack uh and there was mm-hmm. like with like tampons and band-aids and yeah benadryl uh and uh, anything i could have and so i, I gave her some I... benadryl um, which apparently I found out does nothing really for an actual allergic response. We'll get to that part of the story later. But she said she was feeling better, so we go back for a, a walk some more. Um, and and she's like, "Oh no, I think I think I'm fine now." But she's very clearly not. So we're walking for about ten more minutes. I'm like, "I can I please take you home?" <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I was like, "I don't. This. I feel I, we can have another date. It's okay if you like me. That's why yeah. it's all. It, it's like so. I drive her home, and she says she's feel she's feeling a little bit better." Turns out the next day I talked to her, she went to the hospital because uh, she couldn't breathe, and she ended up. Be- we went on a few more dates. This was not, but that was that was I, one of those moments where I was I, I, I always look back on that was definitely. I don't know if it was anyone's fault for. I guess it maybe I don't want to blame, but she did. It was a hundred percent your fault. 
you brought her to the rainforest cafe where they, and you expected they had to... seafood on the menu or shellfish on the menu. Anyways, so um so that was yeah that was my so uh-huh. if if you're if my advice my good I, advice to this person would be that if they tell you they have a, a, an allergic reaction to some food on the menu maybe just kindly say hey why don't we get something something that you're not allergic to <laughs> and that's I, okay i'm really curious about the benadryl thing uh, because like um i have really bad like environmental allergies and i got the the panel when i was a kid and the doctor came back and was like, hey, you're allergic to shrimp. And I was like, I am not. I eat shrimp all the time. I love it. Right. And he was like, yeah, well, like shrimp is like chemically shaped really similarly to like this dust or whatever. So you're probably fine. But one day you might just not be. Wow. So make sure you always have Benadryl in your pocket. So, uh, so here's, like, okay. So here's my understanding of it Um, for and this is and to anyone listening, remember Go talk to an actual doctor uh, about this. We are not medical uh, professionals, either of us. But this is from some... Oh, the fact that people ask us I for, know, like, medical advice. But from an actual medical professional, they told me that, um, one, Benadryl is actually not even... In in general, it's an older version of uh, allergy medication that they... Yeah. That there's even a movement to get it banned, um, that there's just better ones yeah. that you can get out there. But two, what it will do yeah. if you're having a true allergic, like an anaphylactic um, uh, allergic reaction, is yeah. that it can mask the symptoms. But you still yeah. need you need an EpiPen. You need you need to actually have right. the actual treatment. So it can make it worse in the sense that you will will get you'll can you'll you'll convince yourself, oh, this is working. I'm feeling better, and you might spend the time where you should be driving to the hospital, thinking just kind of sitting there watching the, as the yeah. symptoms mask. So. This is good advice as I know it, but once again, talk to your doctor. Before we end the show, I, I like to give the, uh, my guests an opportunity to to leave us with some parting words of, of good wisdom or good advice, something that sure. either as a creator or as a human being or as whatever ha- has kind of led you to a good place. But before I before I give you that chance, where, where can people follow you? How do people look you up online? Uh, I am at this is Ben Silver everywhere. Like the answer to the question, like who's who's on Chesco's podcast right now? This, this is, is Ben, ben Silver. And um, pretty easy to find. Perfect. Pretty easy. All right. So so let's get to them. What what would if you any do you have anything? You already shared some earlier good advice before we got to the bad advice Here. section. But do you have any last thing? Something that stuck with you throughout your life, or, or even just through re- recent years that you think would yeah. benefit others to hear? Yep. Um, everyone needs to drink more water. If you have ADHD, you need to start your day with protein. If you are assigned female at birth, you almost certainly need more iron in your diet. So just like, I know that me telling you isn't going to change it. Like you're still never, we're millennials. No one is going to drink water. Like we just, we want to die. Um, but that's it. You, I drink a gallon of water a day for tea. Uh, it's, it's the best. Does water, uh, protein, iron. Does, does a gallon of coffee count? Uh, do you want good advice or bad advice? <laughs> I think, the, I think like, that's the answer uh, already. It's like it's like ocean water. Right. Like it's more dangerous <laughs> to drink. Like, well, Ben, this this has been genuinely fun, uh, especially as you're like as we we talked a little bit earlier. This is our relationship is not really parasocial in the sense that we've talked through text and through kind of response videos 
hundreds right. of th- not thousands of times at this point. Uh, but it really was nice getting a chance to actually talk to you in person. So thank you. Thank you for coming on. Great. Thank you so much for having me. And that was Bad Advice on a Wednesday. If you enjoyed today's show, please like, please subscribe, share it with your friends, drop a five-star review. You can always support us financially at patreon.com slash thespeechprof. All links of everything we talked about will be available in the show notes. And most importantly, remember this is intended to be bad advice. Please do not listen to anything we said. I'm sorry. Okay, dope rhyme slinger, good advice giver. Listen for a second, let me try and paint a picture.